Good to see everybody this morning. We just ended our series on seasons last week, and that's what we're going to launch our radio broadcast on, on October 22nd, that particular series. And I'm starting a brand new series today called Stronger. Stronger. Amen? And I believe that it is the will of God for our spirits to get real strong in these last days. In Daniel, he says, they that do know their God shall be strong. And what will they do? They will do great exploits. Those that are strong in the Lord are candidates or are positioned to bring strength to a weak generation. To bring light to a dark world. Now, it's very important when you start talking about strength training are getting strong in your spirit, that we first of all know who we are. We need to know who we are. It's uh, futile to teach a series on being strong in your spirit and not know that you are a spirit. That's vital. That would be like first base in this series. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and notice with me in the in the 23rd verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now, you may know this, you may not know it, but it's good to hear it again if you do know it. And then practice this verse daily, and I'll show you how you can do that. In 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, and the 23rd verse, it says, And the very God of peace, I'm glad He is a God of peace, and not a God of panic. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or entirely. Sanctify means to set you apart. It means to keep us from polluting things that are in this world. To separate us from those things that would hurt us, those things that would harm us, those things that would bring us down. So he's praying here that the very God of peace, and I pray this over your lives regularly, that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And then he goes on to say, And I pray, God, that your whole spirit and soul and body be what? Be preserved. That word preserved there means sustained. It also means to be kept intact. So may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until when? Is Jesus coming soon? Is it the will of God for your spirit and soul and body when he comes to be kept intact? It absolutely is the will of God. Now, I want you to notice this verse right here. He did not say body, mind, and spirit. He put it in the order that God intended for man to understand and to realize. For we are not a body. We have a body. We are not a mind. We have a mind. We have a soul, which is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. 
And what we are to do with our soul is to expose it to the Word of God so that the Word of God can go into our soul and renew it. And restore it. And keep it whole. And keep it intact until the Lord returns. Oh, the value of a renewed mind is so precious. But notice with me, he didn't say body, mind, or soul, and spirit. He said what? Spirit, soul, and body. He begins with spirit because that is the real you. That is the real me. I am looking at your earth suits today. If the Lord was to open my eyes... I could see into the spirit and see your spirit. You are seeing Pastor Mark's shell here. This shell will be 68 years old, November the 5th. I was born November 5th, 1950. But though the outward man is getting a little older, yet your inward man, This hidden man of the heart, this spirit man, the real you, what is it? It's being renewed day by day. I'm being renewed, you're being renewed day by day. We could sing about that. We could shout about that. For as you are renewed inwardly, it begins to affect you outwardly. That which is on the inside will begin to show up and manifest on the outside. Therefore, you will be kept intact in every area of your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. See, we don't want to go over this real fast because this is real, really important. Faith comes by hearing, not by having heard. You see, your spirit, man, is where your faith is. Faith is not of the head. Faith is of the heart. I don't, we don't believe God with our mind. We believe God with our heart, with our spirit. In Romans 10.10, it says it this way. With the heart, man, I like that, believeth. What man is he talking about that believeth? He's talking about the spirit man. So with your spirit man, you believeth. And then you hook your speaker up with your believer. We need to look at that verse. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans the 10th chapter. And notice with me in verse 9, first of all, and then we'll move on to verse 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? Is he talking about the blood pump? He's not talking about this physical blood pump. Thank God for our physical blood pumps. But it's not with this that we believe. 
It's with the heart, the spirit man, the real you that you believe. I heard a teaching by Brother Hagen. Oh, it must have been in the 70s. And I think at the time I was having something going on in my body. I don't even really know what it was. I just know that there was something not right. Didn't go to the doctor or anything. We had just gotten married. And I heard a teaching that just, it just, you remember the old phone booths that you'd put a nickel in or a quarter in and that would go down? This just got right into my spirit. The name of the teaching was Believing God with the Inward Man. Believing God with the Inward Man. And he was talking about that your believer is your spirit man. And that's where faith resides. So no matter what's going on in your body, don't pay attention to it. Don't get upset about it. Because your body is not where you believe. You, the real you, on the inside, is your believer. And it is your receiver. Praise the Lord. Thank God symptoms left. Glory to God. I don't know what the, the deal was, and I'm thanking God that it wasn't a deal. Then if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your spirit that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? You will be saved. Now I want you to read verse 10 with me if you would. For with the heart man believe. Notice that with me. Heart man. Spirit man. With the spirit man. Man believeth. Unto what? Unto righteousness. But not only unto righteousness, unto healing, unto prosperity, unto whatever God says is yours. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then what I said earlier, hooking your speaker up with your believer. Your speaker is your tongue. And with the mouth... Confession is made unto. That's how you got saved. You believed it in your heart. You confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You took what God had so graciously provided for you and it brought you unto salvation. Now if that will work for the greatest miracle known to mankind... Man or woman coming out of darkness into the kingdom of God, coming into salvation. If that will work for that, salvation also means healing, health, prosperity, peace, and joy. It's the same principle. You find a promise. You meditate on it. You let it dwell in your heart richly. And you say, I believe that. And then open your mouth and declare, by his stripes I'm healed. Or declare, my God supplies all my needs. Or declare, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Or declare, I'm full of peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. If you want to get anywhere near salvation, 
you must hook your heart up with your speaker. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a physical body. Brother Hagen developed a spirit consciousness regularly by saying these three words. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. Now raise your, one of your hands toward the Lord and say with me, I am, I am a spirit being. Created in the image and in the likeness of God. I have a soul and I live in a physical body. Glory to God. That'll help your faith, guys. That'll help your faith. Because our soul gets bombarded with doubt. Our soul gets bombarded with fears. But if you can just shut the door of your soul to the imaginations of the wicked one and keep your mind on him and look down here, you'll see that down here all is well. Because I believe that I receive and I am in rest and I am in peace. Amen? Glory to God. So the body then is the earth suit. It's the tent. It's the house. It's the tabernacle. It's the building. But the spirit man is the life of the body. We could say it with me. We could say it this way. It's like the hand in the glove. It's like the knife in the sheath. <laughs> it's like the gun in the holster. And so this life that is in your body comes from your spirit. And the life that is in your spirit comes from God. Whoo, hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is where? In you. That's your spirit. Than he that is in the world. Oh, I'm not preaching myself happy right now. So we're talking about then getting stronger, getting stronger in our inner man, stronger in our spirit man. In the natural, they have what they call strength training. They say that the fitness industry is a $27 billion industry every year, $27 billion. And... The fitness centers, by and large, unless it's a private fitness center, the fitness centers, by and large, know that only about 18% of the people that buy their memberships are going to go to the club beyond February. <laughs> and so what they do is they just oversell because statistically they know from history that the people, even though they might have good intentions of getting physically fit, after two, after three weeks, they're going to fall by the wayside. But not you. Right? Not, you, not anybody here. Not anybody in this house. No, no, no. So, it's one thing to have the desire to be fit spiritually... But it's another thing to be consistent regularly 
so that your spiritual muscles can get stronger. Amen? Glory to God. Now, with that in mind, let's look at over at Proverbs 18, verse 14. Proverbs 18 and verse 14. Stronger. As the days grow longer, you and I are getting stronger. As the days go by, we're not getting weaker. Brother James, you and I are getting stronger. Getting stronger. Stronger in our spirit. Now notice this in Proverbs 18 and verse 14. It says, the strong spirit of a man, what will it do? It will sustain him. Let's just stop right there. The strong spirit of a man will assist you. It will bolster you. It will preserve you. It will help you. The strong spirit of a man, now notice the rest of the verse, sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. So this is not just talking about when we're attacked with sickness and disease. This talks about any trouble that comes our way. And we know that the devil's a thief. And he doesn't come to play. Does he? He's a player, but he doesn't come to play. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. And he comes to do what? He comes to destroy. So he is the troublemaker, stirring up all kinds of trouble in relationships. Stirring up all kinds of trouble in the economic realm, perhaps on the job. Stirring up trouble relationally. Stirring up all sorts of trouble. But if your spirit is strong, though the troublemaker come, he cannot overcome. Listen now. Because for him to overcome you, the real you, he'd have to overcome the greater one in you. And he's tangled with him before. And when you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might, he ain't going to tangle with you. Because quite frankly, inside that armor, he don't know whether it's you or God. And he's not going to stick around to find out. So the spirit, the strong spirit of the man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, we could say it this way. In the natural realm, when a person's immune system is weakened, they're opened to what? Open to disease. Open to things that can trouble them physically. Notice with me, but a weak and broken spirit. Did you know that it's possible for your spirit man to be weak and for your immune system spiritually to open the door to trouble? But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So here's the premise today and in this series. A strong spirit is going to enable you to overcome 
physical attacks, financial problems, relational difficulties, emotional challenges, and anything and everything the enemy throws your way. Glory to God. Is there anybody interested in getting stronger? Amen. And so that's the series we're looking at. Stronger, stronger, stronger. A strong spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit will enable you to overcome anything and everything. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So if I were you this week, I would say, I am strong. The weaker you feel, the stronger you need to say it. I am strong. Now, look with me to Luke chapter 6. And notice with me in verse 47 through 49. Luke 6. Luke the 6th chapter. Verse 47. And through verse 49. When you have it, say, I have it. Notice here in verse 47. And whosoever cometh to me. Have you come to him? Have you heard his sayings? Well, he said now, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings or my word and is a doer of my word. In other words, he just doesn't hear and say, oh, gee, that sounds nice. Next. No, he hears with the intent to do. Amen. Say with me, I'm a doer. I am a doer. I am a doer of the word of God. So whoever comes to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man which built an house and he dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. The rock, of course, is Jesus. But taking it a step further, in this context, the rock is hearing the sayings of Jesus and doing them. Do you see that? Are you still here? Like one preacher said years ago, you're still here. Have you already gone to the restaurant? (laughs) He's like a man which built a house and he dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. You know, as for me and my house, we're not going to play church. We're going to be the church. We're not going to just live out of a promise box once a week. We're going to live this word. We're going to act on this word. We are doers of God's word. And not only that, we are blessed in our doing. He dug deep. He laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, in other words, when the trouble came, The stream beat vehemently upon that house, and it could not shake it. I like that, don't you? It was trying to shake it, but it couldn't shake it. Why? 
For it was founded upon a rock. If we're going to get stronger in our spirit, we must hear and do God's word. But then he goes on to say here in verse 49, this isn't us, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, this ain't me. In verse 49, he goes on to say, But he that heareth and doeth not, he's like a man without a foundation, which built his house upon the earth or the sand, against the stream which beheat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. So we have two houses. We could say it this way. There's a couple kinds of Christians. There's the spiritually minded Christian who hears the word and does the word. And then there's the casual Christian who's thoroughly saved on their way to heaven. They may even shout the victory in church occasionally. There are people that are on fire and they're all in. And whatever he says, they're going to get her done by the grace of God. Oh, put your hand over your heart and say, that's me. That's me. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm a doer. So notice, two different houses representing two different types of Christians, both on their way to heaven. But notice with me, the flood came to both homes. The wind beat vehemently against both lives. And then when some people fall... Here's what a lot of Christians say. Well, we just can't understand the will of God. It's a mystery because God. Even when they start talking like that, you know something is not right. Because you know God. Sometimes He desires to teach us a lesson. Yes, He does. Hear my word and do my word. Dumb. Right? He's a mysterious God. You just never know. No, we know what God will do because He said what He will do. This is a copy of God's integrity. Amen? So, two houses. <laughs> We're not off these houses yet. Same storm, same flood, one fell, the other one did not. Which one are you going to be? Which house will you be? The choice is not mine, the choice is yours. He said in Deuteronomy, I call heaven to earth to record this day against you that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Everyone say it with me. I'm choosing. I'm choosing life. So here's the point I want to make here. A strong spirit will help us withstand impact and pressure. Be kept intact until the Lord returns. Skyscrapers in San Francisco, new buildings, 
They're designed to absorb the shock of earthquakes. When we did this building and remodeled it, I mean from the top to the bottom and everywhere all around, we put extra rebar in there. Wasn't that right, Brian? We put extra rebar in there, which means we wanted to make sure that this building was as earthquake safe naturally as we possibly could. Now you mix the spiritual with the natural, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Come on, somebody shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then we need to just rejoice in these facts that a strong spirit will build a protective barrier around your heart where sickness can't penetrate it, discouragement can't sway it. You will get the opportunity to be discouraged regularly. But we can do like David did. Look at your neighbor and say, do like David did. Somebody said, what did David do? Here's what David do. David do and did encourage himself in the Lord regularly. I mean, David went home to Ziklag. All their wives were gone. Their children were taken. The Philistines came in and literally, literally raided their hometown of Ziklag. The people got so upset with David that they picked up stones and they began to stone him. They were discussing it. But here's what David did. David did not run and tuck tail. David went to the rock that's higher than I. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And the rock that is higher than us is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us hear his word. Let us do his word. And what do you say? We get stronger and stronger as the days grow longer. And when the trumpet sounds, we'll be there with our shoulders up. With our heads up, looking unto Jesus, who's going to lift us out of this place. Amen. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. So, Father, we are rejoicing about it. Let's stand up for a minute before we have communion. And just raise your hands with me. And say with me, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. I'm asking you, sir, with the help of your word. And the help of the Holy Spirit to strengthen me today with mighty power by the Holy Spirit. I will dig deep and continue to dig deep in the word of the Lord. I declare my foundation is on a rock. And I will not and I cannot be moved. I am like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I am strong. In the Lord. And in the power of his might. Amen. Well I hope you got something out of this morning.